guys and welcome to Young Confused and Well Read and the second annual episode of What I've Read the last year giving you a little reading wrap up and I've managed somehow to read even more than I did the year before and because it's over 120 books I just decided I'm not going to go through them all that's just going to be too long and I think very boring because I think the last episode I did on books was like over an hour and I'm not having you sit through this. So instead I picked some books I want to share with you. So I have like obviously my book highlights of 2023 which are going to be books that I've rated between five to four stars because I have read a lot and I liked the majority of the books I guess but I feel like the more you read the harder it is to rate a book five stars so I'm really picky but I'm gonna kind of mention to you what would be like a five star and what would be like a four star series and usually some books you know I have as five star books for me also for example nostalgic because I used to read them when I was younger and I loved them or because they got me into reading you know that kind of stuff and then when you go on with the reading when you're already an established reader it is always harder for another book to you know take such a place so that is why I also put some like four star books in I have some four star books that are also not in there that some of them I put into honorable mentions, others I just left out because I felt like they weren't as vital, you know, to be mentioned here. Then I also have some books I didn't like, you know, I have some books I read and I was like, that just wasn't it, but then I also have some books where I was like, okay, this was honestly not good, and it's only two that I put on this list, so generally I feel like a very good reading year. I have new classics I liked because I don't know why, but for me, classics are like a separated category because if I rate a classic like a five star, that wouldn't necessarily be a book, you know, that I've read, like would vote a five star, like because I feel like you can't really compare them to current fiction because the writing is so different and, you know, their impact as well. So I feel like it isn't fair to like rank classics the same as other books. So, you know, that's why I have an extra category so just some new classics that I read and I really enjoyed and then like I said honorable mentions and that is going to be my reading wrap up this might be nice for you to see um what I've been reading and what I've actually been enjoying if you want to get into reading in 2024 um or just also see which books you might should stay away from <laughs> So yeah, I guess without further ado, let's dive right into my reading wrap up of 2023. So I guess let's start with my book highlights. Like I said, five to four stars and I'm just going into chronological order so like which book series or like which book of these I read like at the start of the year moving into like the books that I read later in the year very easy peasy I guess so they're not ranked going from four to five stars um and I'm just gonna mention kind of like in what range they are 
chilling i guess so i started the year off very strong with the folk of air series by holly black i absolutely loved it i think it's so magical i think a lot of people already know what it is about but it's about basically uh two no three sisters i'm sorry and they kind of get kidnapped into fairyland and then get raised by the guy who kidnapped them it's all very well explained in the first chapter i don't want to get too much away and we follow the story of Jude who absolutely despises Prince Cardin who's like such a mean guy but she also you know thinks he's kind of hot <laughs> and um, she then kind of starts plotting a plan to like take him down um, but then she also kind of like you know she kind of likes him but she also kind of hates him you know that kind of thing it's very very good and I just absolutely butchered what it's actually about but I don't want to give too much away and it's super magical I'm someone who loves lore so so much like I think you know any kind of stories with fairies and those kind of magic is just absolutely my thing and it's such a good fantasy book and absolutely loved it I also read um how the king of Altham learned to hate stories which is kind of like following up on that but it's like also a bit separated from the series. It is like with all the characters in the series, but you know, it's a follow-up after the third book. So basically after the trilogy ended, but I read that um, just in December and I also absolutely love this because it's about Cardin and like Cardin's kind of like background story as well. And it's oh, so freaking good. I don't know. And it's, I had like a very beautiful illustrated version as well. And, I just loved it. Definitely five out of five stars. I do, I, or I used to religiously watch Jack Atwoods on YouTube and I really value his high opinions, but he said that basically The Cruel Prince, which is like the first book, was one of the worst office reads like in 2023. And I was like, um, you didn't get it. Like he actively chose not to get it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just what he said I was like yeah like fair enough if you didn't like it but saying it was a bad book excuse me sir excuse me and that point I was like Jack you kind of I trust you still but that kind of hurt so yeah I really liked it but if you don't like fantasy and stuff you won't enjoy it but if you don't like fantasy why would you read it you know anyway next up also one of my you know favorite authors the one, like, I'm not even reading what any of her new books is about. I'm just buying them because my trust in her is so high. It's Five Survive by Holly Jackson. I'm so excited for a new book she's gonna be dropping. And she's the best YA murder mystery author, probably even the best murder mystery author ever, or at least I've ever read. Um, To be fair, I haven't read that much murder mystery but it's so good. You probably know her from A Good Girl's Guide to Murder, but Five Survive was also so good. It's about um, six teenagers. Oh god, I, like I said, I read at this at the start of the year, and I'm not too sure again, but it must be six or so. So they go on a road trip together, and um, their van kind of gets kidnapped. It's not really kidnapping, but you're gonna figure it out. And um, you know, they're getting an ultimatum and there's basically someone, you know, who's like, you know, you have to do certain things or one will die. 
and it's very good it's so so good because they have to figure out you know who is the killer what is going on and oh, it's such a nice read i absolutely loved it so yeah definitely read it <laughs> then um both of those or all of those things i mentioned would be like a five star rating moving more into like a four star rating now was cleopatra and frankenstein by coco melors I did really like it. Um, it was really hyped, I guess, at the start of the year and I did enjoy it, but there were just a few things that just didn't make it a five-star read for me. It's about this relationship of that guy um, named Frank and that girl named, I think her name was Cleo, or she just dressed up as Cleopatra. I dressed up as Cleopatra and Frankenstein for Halloween, so that's where the title's coming from, but I think her name was Cleo as well. And um, she's a younger woman, he's an older guy, and they have this relationship, and it's about them and also their friends, and it's very um, good. I don't know, you probably get a little bit disturbed at points, but I did really enjoy it. Like, I don't know, her writing style was really good. It also took the author like eight years to finish it, or seven. Um, which is very impressive but I think that is why the book is very well crafted and also beautifully written and the storyline is not too exciting like it is in like something like a fantasy book I guess um with all of these more literary kind types of books those are I feel like a little bit more slow paced as is happening but they're still good and I really value that book for its language then I also read Pashinko by Min Jin Lee which is also like more of a four out of five star review and it's like a family story so you follow a certain family um over the course of centuries and it was really sad very heartbreaking it takes place in japan and korea and yeah it was good it was sad <laughs> four to five stars i also read heaven by miko kawakami and that one technically would have been a five star read but I was so sad that I was like, I can't give this five stars because this one literally broke me. It's about a boy who gets bullied in school and he starts basically a friendship with another girl who also gets bullied and honestly, it's so sad. It's very, very short, but I don't know how she does it. And also props to the translator because obviously they also play a huge role in how the story is like delivered to you. Um, but you know, there are scenes where they get bullied. So definitely trigger warning um, for anybody who like can't read that. Um, and they are so, I don't know. It's like you get bullied by those bullies. Like you feel his pain so much and it's so painful to read it. And that is honestly freaking work of art but so painful to read like this book made me sob so bad and I had to like put it down at points and be like I can't do this right now genius but absolutely <laughs> horrifying to read um very impactful I'm saying it again then I read tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow by Gabrielle Seven once again, I would say five star read, but at one point I was just so mad at the characters not getting it together that I was like, no, Gabrielle, I can't give this a five star because you hurt me too much. Uh, but it's so great. I think that she also wrote another book. At least I saw it in the bookstore, but I didn't buy it. But I'm going to read it because, you know, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow just, you know, 
sold me on Gabrielle 7. Uh, but it's about two um, kids and I am amazing with names, so I forgot the names, boy and a girl, and they meet in the hospital when they were children and um, they become friends also over their love for video games and then later as adults, um, after not seeing each other for years, they reconnect and they start programming a video game together. And for anybody who likes video games, this is definitely a must read because there's so much about like the video game universe that I personally am so not in. Like I never been a huge video game player. I had a Wii, I did barely use, I guess. Sometimes I feel like my parents played with it more than I did. And I only really played Wii or like any kind of video games when I was with my friends. Like I used to play with one of my best friends when we were at her house. And sometimes, you know, just Wii party games or something like that when my friends were over. But I like I never really played like on my own and I never felt the urge to play. I also had a Nintendo when I was younger and I played on that a little bit more. But then eventually when I grew older, I absolutely grew out of it. And the only video play video game I played in like years is Professor Layton. If people know that, that's like a mystery game where you have to solve riddles. It's really cool. I think Professor Layton also has some movies because I used to watch a movie with him once, I think. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm not that much into that universe, but the games are great and I have them on my phone. <laughs> I have two games um, because I don't have my Nintendo anymore. Uh, obviously also that thing eventually broke but yeah I'm not when I was younger a little bit more but then once I like reached I don't even know 11 12 absolutely totally stopped except for Professor Layton which I also don't play anymore at all it's on my phone I have a game I haven't even finished on my phone from Professor Layton so I guess that says a lot um but yeah not a big video gamer never have been, never really interested in, you know, that environment at all. But the book was amazing and it really well also explains for anybody who's absolutely very far away and has no clue about video games, video programming, etc, etc, you know, makes it accessible and it's so good. Um, their friendship story, their, their love story, their relationship over the years, their families, oh, it's genius but then once again you know you read and you're just like get it together and I got a little bit annoyed but so so good and also it managed to basically make me feel interested in something that I genuinely know I'm not interested in at all which is video games so great job Gabrielle um amazing book so if you're like oh I don't really care for video games I probably wouldn't like it believe me you will all I can say then a memoir I read, which was oh, honestly so good. This is like a piece of writing I read where I was like, this is art. Like, this is pure art. Like, oh, I can't. Which makes a lot of sense because it was Just Kits by Patti Smith, who is an artist. She's a musician and an artist, like I was saying, and a beautiful, like a writer, a, a beautiful writing icon. Like, that's what I have to say. Her storytelling is something not from this planet. She has other autobiographies and memoirs, so I probably will have to go and read them. 
Funny thing, I did see Just Kids in the bookstore many times and I wasn't like thinking about buying it, but then I also was like, I don't really know who Patti Smith was at all. Like I've never listened to any of her music, never heard of her, uh, which probably is a little bit embarrassing, but like, you know, I can't know everybody who ever been famous or who still is famous, okay, sorry. Um, but my friend recommended it to me and I trust her opinion. And so I went like, you know what? I can read a book about someone who I barely know anything about because I was really interested in that story she was telling, which is basically about her life in the 60s, 70s when she was living in New York, when she was having a relationship with this guy who actually was gay. And oh my, it's so good. It's so, 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 so good. And it made me fall in love with Patti Smith as a person, with her art. I then, you know, started listening to her music. I not really might, I can't, I don't know. Maybe I should go back and see. But and I don't know, I was, I'm intrigued. Absolutely read it. And one of the best memoirs I ever read. And have I read super many memoirs? No, but this will definitely be better than if you read anything about Elon Musk because Patti Smith actually is a likable person. <laughs> and also, you learn so much about how what New York was at the time, what the artist scene in New York was at the time, and that is just chef's kiss. So, so good. Also sad at points. Brutally honest. I, I think I'm just shutting up now about it because I can go on for, you know, a while. Five out of five stars. And this is also, I feel like some people fear nonfiction, but this is like a nonfiction book that feels like fiction like it feels like a fiction read because it's so good it's so you know you can read non-fiction and get absolutely bored but very good non-fiction books don't feel like non-fiction books that's all i'm gonna say also i read eleanor and park by rainbow roll and i don't know if i'm gonna give this a five or four um but i'm glad that i read it now that i was an adult because i it really made me appreciate that story i've read some books by rainbow roll before which were um, loves, no, not loves, Simon, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know, the Simon book, uh, what is it called? Carry On, Simon Snow. And um, I also read Fangirl. And Fangirl is basically about a girl who writes fan fiction about Simon Snow and like Simon Snow stories. And then Rainbow Roll, genius as she is, went on and wrote like a book series about that Simon Snow. Uh, so fun. I don't know, really cool. Um, any hoots. Um, she also wrote Eleanor and Park and that was the best thing I read by her, hands down. It's actually YA and it's about Eleanor and Park and um, their relationship and they're like 15 I think and they meet and Eleanor um, is like a new girl in the neighborhood and she gets kind of bullied because she's a little bit chubbier and she has red hair and obviously we hate redheads. Like I don't know what people have with redheads and um, yeah, they start a relationship and it's so sad as well. I'm sorry, I don't know why everything I like is sad, but it's heartbreaking. It's beautiful. It's oh, I love their relationship and it's so cute as well. And I read that so quickly. And I'm so glad I read this as an adult because I think if I read this when I was actually younger, I wouldn't have appreciated it as much. So yeah, go read it. This is also a book I would recommend to my mom if she asked me what to read because it's cute and sad and it's... Oh, heartbreaking and you I love books where you're like this is so wholesome and then you have some characters in there you're like I despise you and I want the worst for you you know that that kind of thing so yeah maybe it is a five star read I guess yeah I'm giving it five stars it was so good 
Um, a very short book I think also people should simply read is Small Things Like These by Claire Keegan. Also would be a perfect Christmas read because it takes place at Christmas. I didn't read that at Christmas, but that's fine as well. Um, and it's basically, um, I'm not trying to give too much away, but it's placed in Ireland. And it's basically based, it's fiction, but it's based on real events that happened in Ireland. And I think it's North Ireland or South. I think it's North Island. I'm so confused with Island's history. I'm so sorry. Any Hootsies, I think it's North Island. And in the 80s over Christmas and real events and you basically get to learn through the way the story is narrated by that um, guy. Um, we follow him. You learn about basically very horrible things that took place in that time. So it's quite triggering, but a beautiful way to, you know, show the horrific events of Ireland's history and I got really mad but the book was beautiful beautiful writing as well and super short like I think it's max 100 pages um or something like that so go and read it that's all I'm gonna say again I also read All's Well by Mona Ward which I think would more go into the four to five star category but I really like Mona Ward because I really like her storytelling because her characters are super flawed and they're also always insane and I love that kind of vibe. I love to read a book where I'm like, you absolutely lost all of your marbles and I get to experience the world through your eyes. And Mona Wad, I hope she hasn't lost all of her marbles, but she managed the art to really capture this beautifully. She wrote 13 Ways of Looking at a Fat Girl, which wasn't my favorite, and Bunny. And Bunny is absolutely insane, but all's well also. And all's well, I also already loved because it is based on like a um, theater director and I love anything with theater in books like probably because I used to be in theater kid in high school not as intense as you might think um, I just took place in some local theater productions I wasn't that crazy I don't know whenever I say I was a theater kid people think I was maybe I was insane I was obsessed with musicals as well but that's fine you know no shame in the game no shame of her past I just really like the theater vibes, but I do have to say, when you are in theater, you're going to meet a lot of weird people. Eccentric as well. Fun and nice and kind and interesting, but also weird and a bit insane, I guess. And it's about this director and she just, I guess I can just say, she just is insane and crazy. And we get to experience the whole story through our lens. That's all I'm going to say. That's, I'm going to leave you there and get to experience the story. On your own. I really liked it. <laughs> then, um, A Winter's Promise, the series by Christelle de Boss. I don't know what the overall title for the series is, but the first book is A Winter's Promise, which is about this girl who gets married off to this guy she never met. You know, she gets engaged to him and she has to move to the place where he lives. It's placed in this beautiful fantasy world that would take way too long to explain you just have to read it and experience it while you read it um but you know she gets to move there with the guy she never met with the family she never met and they're all kind of evil i guess and she has to like navigate through that and it's four books and it's so great and i guess why it is so great is first of all i really enjoyed the characters they're really um yeah really well written and then also the world that Christelle de Boss created is insane this is like a book series that you read and you're like how did someone just like come up with this 
because it all makes perfect sense and it's so good but like how does this universe come out of a person's head like whoa 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 amazing and definitely recommend what another fantasy series i really loved then also more like four to five stars is watching women and girls by daniel penda which is a collection of just some short stories about women and their day-to-day life experiences and the reason why i give this four to five stars is because i simply like some of the stories better than others i guess that's what always happens when you read short stories but definitely something you should read um super good and you're gonna sit there and be like as a woman especially and be like whoa yeah amazing then another memoir i really like not as much as um dress kids but still that's why it's more like four to five stars is crying in amart by michelle sauner which is basically um an ode i guess to her dad mother and their relationship and Michelle Zauna also is a musician and an artist, which I also didn't know. <laughs> but the, the story is beautiful. You get to learn so much about her relationship with her mother, her family, and, you know, her relationship to her own culture, her roots. And once again, reads like fiction. Amazing. Then I read The Idiot and the follow-up, Either Or, by Alef Butterman. And The Idiot, I think, won the Pulitzer Prize, so other people like it and this is the perfect college read it's about um the girl it's taking place in early 90s when emails were just established and it's about this girl um going to harvard and she starts basically having this um relationship with this guy via email from one of her classes and she gets obsessed with him and it's about her college experience basically and it's so well it's really it's quite slow paced but perfect for anybody who likes anything to, like with university college reads and I like both. I like the follow-up as well. I love her storytelling, her writing, and I think it's also largely based on the author's own experiences as a um, second-generation child. How do you say that? I'm so confused, you know. Her parents migrated to the US, and then she's second-generation, if you know what I mean. Kind of like that, and also her experiences she had at Harvard herself, so love that. always think that's a great touch and was absolutely in love with both of those. Then, one book that once again showed to me that giving an author, I didn't like something as much I read from them in the first place, another chance is The Marriage Portrait by Maggie O'Farrell, because I read Hamnet, which everybody hyped so much, and I was like, nah, that ain't it, and I'm not liking it. And then I read The Marriage Portrait, because I thought the story sounded interesting, and I was like, okay, historic fiction, let's just give it another try. And I was not disappointed. Uh, So basically what Maggie O'Farrell also did with Humnet, but now she did again with The Marriage Portrait, is she takes a real historic event, because I think she's a historic and otherwise that wouldn't make sense, and she spins a fiction story around it. So the characters in the book did exist, but she does add you know that fictional touch and it's always kind of like stories that are like a bit mythical you know where you're like did that really happen like or we don't know what exactly happened and it's about this woman and it takes place in the renaissance in italy which for me was beautiful because i used to visit florence where the book starts because the family of the main character lives there and because i visited the place it felt so magical to read about it um 
in that book but you also gonna enjoy it if you've never been i promise you the vibe is immaculate uh but it's set there and it's about the woman who gets married off to this duke i don't even know if he was a duke but you know fancy guy anyway and um she thinks he's plotting a murder plan against her he's attempting to kill her and she tries to survive that marriage and it's based on real life like the characters existed um and there was this rumor that that one duke killed his first wife maybe he even killed up his following wives i'm not too sure and we then follow her trying to survive the marriage so genius and i also loved it because it started off with her as a child and you know her growing up and you really get to meet her and understand her character and how she thinks and then you experience her as a grown-up and also switches between um it jumps a bit and oh, so good absolutely obsessed another book which once again was so sad and heartbreaking but i love that by five out of five stars is young mungo by jukla stewart which once again for me was perfect because it's set in glasgow i think during the 70s 80s Ugh, i'm so bad but something i think the 80s something around that time and it's about that boy mungo and he's gay and he kind of has to hide it to survive um and he also has like a very complicated relationship with his family it's super sad read it once again i don't want to give too much away but it's insane it's insanely good and if you've ever been to glasgow or you just generally want to know a little bit more about scotland or i don't know glasgow is just a special vibe i guess um then read that book it's it captures it really well i guess what glasgow is like obviously yeah in the 80s but you can still feel that vibe so i love it when a book does that then another non-fiction i really really liked was the body keeps score by bessel van der kolk which is basically about how trauma is stored in our body and it's all based on scientific research it's genius it explains things so well and also so accessible for everybody like if you have no knowledge in that field at all um the author manages to make the information accessible to you so ugh, work of art genius um it is a bit more scientific but i still think it's a very good non-fiction read and i think it counts to self-help books but it's one of those self-help books that actually is based on scientific research so it's not just some person giving you their opinion and whoa 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 whoa, whoa. loved it as well then lastly i guess is fourth wing by rebecca yaros which was so hyped all over tiktok i was a bit scared because it's about dragons and the school where people learn to become dragon riders and i was like well well okay i don't know if i'm gonna like it but i gave it a shot and it was good and i'm going to read the follow-up book um there were some things where I was a bit disturbed, I guess. Where I was like, okay, this is a fantasy on a level where I'm not into it. But I just I just gave myself into it and was like, you know what? And it was a fun read. So that's why I wanted to manage it as well. Now, quickly jumping to the two books I didn't like and really didn't like. Um, first of all, Verity by Colleen Hoover. I think Colleen Hoover is just a bad writer. I am sorry. Verity was told to me was one of the better books and I guess the idea was nice but her characters are so bland they're so unlikable they're so problematic the storyline was super problematic everything was just problematic and then the writing was also bad so that's why I put it there and then also something that I had very high hope for 
was we had to remove this post by Hannah Bayerts, which is basically about a people working you know, a job where they go through, you know, all the things that get posted on social media and decide, do we have to remove that post because it's against the guidelines or do we not? So they basically see all the horrible things on the internet and how it affects them. So I was like, so intrigued to read it, but the book was generally just bad. Like I hated the main character. I couldn't understand what they were doing at all. Like I couldn't grab them. And also like, no, the, the book just, no, was bad. Don't read it. Anyway, back to some nicer things which are some new classics I liked. I always think it's very hard to make me like classics so here are the four that I have. Oh no it's three. I put a book that belongs to honorable mention on there so it's three and one of them is The Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown which I don't even know if it counts as a classic but I just put it there because I think it should. Um, it's not a five-star read generally I think but it's so good. Um, I don't know just read it. Uh, I think it's hype for a reason. Um, I think it's something you want to experience, so I put it there. Then Little Woman by Louisa May Alcott. Generally, I just watched the movie first, and the movie does such great justice to the book. It's insane. But Little Woman, the book, is also so, so genius, so good, so it's just a comfort read, like, genuinely. Um, it's also longer, but it's absolutely worth reading, I promise you. And then one of my new favorites is De Profundis by Oscar Wilde, which is basically a letter he wrote to his lover. And it's so sad, it's about his own experiences being in jail and it, about his relationship to philosophy and God. And uh, Oscar Wilde was gay and he got sent to jail for that so it's heartbreaking once again uh but it's so good it's also very short uh but oh, i loved it i loved it pure work of art once again reads like poetry 10 out of 10 and because it's already on the list with the classics i guess we're moving on to my honorable mentions so books i've read this year but you know i feel like weren't quite as good as the other ones i mentioned before but i still wanted to mention so yeah or are a bit more niche so here we go first of all is once upon a broken heart and i didn't write down the author so i'm sorry i don't know who the author is i'm so so bad um actually garbner i'm currently reading um the Ballad of Never After. So I'm trying to see across my room what it says on the book. It's quite dark in here still because um, it's the morning when I'm recording and I have, just have some fairy lights on. But yeah, um, I put that there because um, it's a fantasy series and it's not like something I read and was like five out of five stars. But it was cute and has like a very big romantic aspect and usually I shy away from this and hate it and I think it's too cheesy to read and I get like, ew, I get like chills and I'm like, I don't like this. But this one does a great job at doing this. Um, to be fair, I think you would have to read Carvel first, but I only read the first Carvel book and I was fine, so don't necessarily need to. Um, you get introduced to some characters that were in Carvel, so maybe you go and want to read that first because I think the series is quite okay. Like I did enjoy the first book, just didn't feel the urge to read on, as I did with Once Upon a Broken Heart. So yeah, I really liked it. Super cute and fun fantasy with rom-com vibes and yeah i was pleasantly surprised by this also i read light lark by alex asta and this was also like that like a fantasy book where i was like i, I don't know how much i'm gonna like it but then i was pleasantly surprised so i am gonna read on and read the second book eventually i promise 
Um, so yeah, just again, fun fantasy. Uh, I have to mention what they're about. So Once Upon a Broken Heart is about a girl who, um, you know, her ex-boyfriend gets married and she wants to stop that marriage. So she turns to the prince of broken hearts. Is that his name? Oh God. Anyway, and she asks him for help and he helps, but it's not what she wanted. And then she has to kind of like figure out how to like reverse it. And it's super, super fun. And then Lightlark is um, about basically this island called Lightlark who shows up once every hundred years. And there are a few kingdoms um, who send like their princes and princesses who have to, you know, solve the riddle of Lightlark in order to reverse the curses that were put on the kingdoms hundreds of years ago. And it follows the story of this princess who tries to reverse um, the curse on her kingdom. And it sounds a bit cryptic, but I promise you it's worth it. And once again, it has so many nice fantasy aspects in them that I was like, okay, that's so cute. So cute and cool. Cute. Um, just made up a word. <laughs> also, kind of fantasy, but also kind of historic fiction is Rebecca F. Kuang's The Poppy War series, which is basically what I think she was famous for in the first place before she written Bobble. Uh, I only read the first book. It was so good, but I couldn't read on, not because I hated it, but because it is very triggering. Like I said, it's also based on his real historic events on China's war history, which is something Rebecca of Kuang studies. And that was too brutal for me and I couldn't read on. Uh, so trigger warning, but in itself, the book series is super good, has a fantasy aspect, the real life aspect, generally just I generally couldn't take it so warning here but definitely good definitely an amazing book series but you need to be uh, a little bit stronger like not stronger than me but like definitely be warned if you want to read it then because I used to be in like forever and always five out of five star reads for me because it has such a big impact on me got me into reading basically I was always a reader but this basically like once again basically made me sh so sure that I'm a reader is The Hunger Games and this year I read The Ballad of Songbrook and Snakes by Susan Collins which is the background story on President Snow. The movie also came out so people probably have heard of it um, and first of all ode to the movie makers of The Hunger Games in general and of um, The Ballad of Songbird and Snakes. I think it was the same people who also produced The Hunger Games so it's all the same. Yes they know how to turn a book into a freaking film. I think Susan Collins wrote um, the script for the film so that makes a lot of sense but the casting was good, the acting was good, the film, oh, the book was great as well so that's why it's on there. Um, simply because I love the Hunger Games, the story was interesting. It doesn't come close to the original Hunger Games series in my opinion, but still super good. And um, yeah, because I have such a special relationship to the Hunger Games, obviously I had to mention it. And then lastly, because if you don't know, I'm a film scholar, uh, not a film scholar, a film student. <laughs> uh, I don't have a PhD, sorry. Um, I'm a film student and I basically fell more and more in love with film over the past year and that's when I had to re read a film book and I've read Ghibli Otique, an unofficial guide to the movies of Studio Ghibli. Ghibli, I don't know how to pronounce it but to be fair the book said it's not sure how to correctly pronounce it either way so we're all fine. Anyway the book was really good it basically gives you like background information on the 
Studio Ghibli films and I love the films, I love animation and the book was so good and it made my little film lover heart beat faster. It has like also beautiful images in there and I, I really love the movies and I also made me watch some of the movies I haven't watched yet uh, from them that were less famous and oh so good. My favorite uh, film by the way is Howl's Moving Castle from that studio if you want to know. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely want to read more, um, film books in the future, but that is all, that is, that is wrap, that is me wrap, those are the books that I picked to mention here from the over 120 books I read, and yeah, I hope that was enjoyable. <laughs> I had a lot of fun recording, so you had a lot of fun listening, I don't know, I feel like I always start geeking when I like talk about books or films. <laughs> And it's just so fun for me to just be like, I absolutely love this and I give you all the reasons why. Um, anyway, I'm not keeping you off for too long. Thank you for listening as always. Have a lovely day. Go read a good book and stay young, confused and well-read. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye.